Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here for our College Football Wednesday, and it's our last College Football Wednesday, pretty much, except for maybe some bowl games. That's uh, probably in question as more and more teams decide there is no bowl game that they want to go to. So, our man. Dynamite picks. Dynamite, David, is with us as always. How are we go- doing today, David? Uh, looking forward to championship weekend, and um, I'm hoping we get a good slate of bowl games. To, were we enough? I want to do some kind of bowl spectacular pick'em show. For yes, sure. I I know, but <laughs> each day I see a new team that says it's not playing a bowl game, and I'm like, our bowl pick'em show is going to be for. <laughs> Four games, and it might be some weird bowl with like Tennessee and like San Jose State or something. So I'm not quite as hopeful as I was uh, about a month ago. Uh, but uh, this should be a good week. Championship week always is fun. Um, but let's get into our headlines from uh, last week. Uh, really, only about two games I'd say that had any sort of impactful meaning on the season, really. Uh, Let's get into that LSU-Florida game. LSU wins it with a long, long field goal uh, to beat Florida. Uh, Florida drops the ball here, pretty much ends any chance of them getting into the uh, final four of the playoffs. What'd you make of this game? Yeah, I was really surprised by the outcome of this game, and uh, Florida had a lot of opportunities to to, to take it away there at the end, and, and then they just gave it away just like they, they chucked that shoe, which will go down in infamy, uh, the shoe, shoe chuck, which actually happened, a BYU player did it in a Tennessee game a few years back, and there was no penalty on it. So uh, I guess it depends on the situation whether it warrants a penalty or not. <laughs> I think it depends how good a mood the referee is in on that <laughs> particular day and time. Um but I think uh, I think Florida lost a lot in this game. You know, not only that, I think I think it cost Trask the Heisman as well. I, th- I think uh, just the consistency from Mac Jones at Alabama. I think he's going to secure it now. Yeah, uh, I think so. Um, Florida. Uh, I think uh, this. It's sort of been coming the last couple weeks. I don't know if we thought they'd lose to a previously terrible LSU team who hasn't really been close in any game all year long. But uh, Florida's sort of been uh, playing around a little bit here. They were pretty lazy in that Tennessee game. When they needed drives, they got drives. Uh, It was the same thing the week before. Uh, This Florida team just didn't look like it had a real killer instinct the last uh, handful of weeks there. Sort of, you know, Alabama came out. Uh, put about 30 points on Arkansas before I could even <laughs> really get situated in the channel and that game's over. And Florida's just sort of let teams uh, hang around here. And uh, I don't know if that's an indictment on Dan Mullen, uh, but uh, it just hasn't looked uh, quite as easy as it had looked for uh, Alabama uh, the last couple weeks. Yeah, they, they'd struggled with uh, Vanderbilt, struggled with Kentucky, and even – didn't really put away Tennessee very early either. Um, I don't know. Maybe we were just putting high expectations on Florida from, from some early games. Uh, you know, it's, 
still early in the Mullen tenure there. So uh, maybe give them a few more years to get it really running. I, I, I like their new defense needs to step up. I don't, I haven't been impressed with their defense and they need more versatility on offense as well. Yeah. Uh, the, that really is what's hurt them the last handful of weeks. They've had absolutely no running game whatsoever. It's all pass, pass, pass. Um, this is the, it's why I don't, I like Dan Mullen and I think he's a good coach and, uh, you know, he will win you games no matter where he goes. But uh, I don't think he's the type of coach like Saban, like a Dabo Sweeney, uh, like an Urban Meyer, who can just, is cutthroat and wins you games. He, he's someone who's invited to the dance, but he doesn't go home with anyone after the dance. He just, this game needed to be put away early and quick and uh, get focused to the uh, SEC championship game. And he just let LSU hang around, and then uh, someone did something stupid at the end, and LSU kicked a long field goal there. All right, uh, we'll move on to the other, I'd say, entertaining game. Uh, USC, once again, uh, I don't know. I guess gets another win. Uh, They were pretty much losing, I'd say, 70% of the game and uh, were pretty much lost. And then the closing minutes of the game, they find a way to win it. Uh, This is about the third or fourth time this year, and they're 5-0. So make of that what you will. Uh, They remain undefeated and in the Pac-12 championship game, but... uh, I thought UCLA was the better team. I thought they played better. This is about the fourth time I'm saying that versus a USC team. But uh, what do you make of USC UCLA? Yeah, this is. I think this is the third time that I've picked against USC and, and lost it there towards the end. Uh, got burned early in the Pac-12 season when that when they played Arizona State with probably the biggest comeback of the year. But um, I thought I thought I had this in the bag. I was watching this one at work. Uh, with some coworkers and we watched it live and we just, I just couldn't believe it. It was, you know, they got the ball down there after uh, UCLA kicked the go ahead field goal. And then just, I think it was two pass plays and they were in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I, you know, I don't know. I've, I've been told that they're a team of destiny. So we'll see. Uh, I may be, I may be riding them in my picks later on. Are you, I, I was sort of torn as uh, I guess Fox sports decided to, handpick who they wanted in the uh, other side of the uh, back 12 championship game. So I don't really know what to make of Oregon somehow getting in though. They're on a two game losing streak and uh, it's whatever. Uh, I don't think uh, USC really has a chance to get into that four uh, anyway, but uh, I guess if they go undefeated, there's a long, long, long shot that they could get in there. But uh they live on, and uh, I guess we'll get into the championship games this week. We'll preview what we got to go. We'll start off in the MAC. Uh, Ball State versus Buffalo. I think these have both easily been the two best teams in the MAC uh, all year long. Uh, Buffalo has just uh, pretty much trounced everyone they've played and uh, put on an offensive showcase. Uh, I'm almost at the point where I want to see Buffalo play somebody real to see if that offense can uh, light up uh, someone else, especially that running back. But uh, Ball State-Buffalo, what do you make of this game? Uh, It seems like it'll be a pretty entertaining game for sure. Yeah, but, you know, Buffalo's got one of the the highest-powered offenses in the country. Jarrett Patterson, uh, probably one of the best. I I don't know if you'd say he's one of the best. I mean, he's definitely one of the best. I don't know if the best running back in college football. His stats say he's the best, um, but 
you know, competition level, you, you don't know for sure, but uh, he's, he's like a, a dang human video game, the stats that he puts up. Um, Ball State, you know, they've, they've been taking care of business as well. Uh, I think they've got one of the better defenses in the MAC, um, but they've been missing. They had a, their starting running back uh, went out with a mysterious injury a few weeks ago, and just this week he he's opted out to focus on his NFL career. So they're going to be missing him. And um, I just no one's really even held held it held it close with Buffalo, and I think Buffalo probably could run away with this one as well. Yeah. Uh... I, I'm a little torn here. I, these MAC championship games uh, in the past have always sort of uh, been tight affairs, uh, even if they are lopsided. I, I remember a handful of uh, really good Northern Illinois teams who go in there and look like they're going to uh, dominate their opponent, and then these things get uh, pretty tight. Uh, but uh, the way Buffalo runs the ball, uh, I just don't know if uh, Ball State will be able to hold up, uh, especially – uh, the way they uh, just uh, annihilate you. But uh, I, I give Ball State a little bit of a chance here. They definitely improved uh, each week of the season, and uh, I really like that coach. Now uh, the coach is essentially, like I I said, up for pretty much every coaching job that's open in the Big Ten, and I'm assuming he will probably be out of there re- really soon. But I, I've liked uh, the way that Ball State coach has gone. I don't... I just, uh, I'm very torn uh, here with this uh, Ball State game. Uh, I really think they could give uh, Buffalo a game, especially if uh, it, it, they can keep it close at half and put a little pressure on Buffalo. I think what's given me a little bit more confidence in Buffalo in this is, you know, Ball State barely pulled out a win last week against uh, uh, Western Michigan, I believe. Yes. And uh, I get like the Michigan's uh, – Central, Eastern, Western. I, well, I they played time. Central Michigan two weeks ago and Western Michigan last week. So, uh, but uh, I mean, Western Michigan, I think, is probably the third best team in in the MAC. Uh, so, and you know, they they won that, I think, by a field goal. Uh, but Buffalo, uh, I believe, is hasn't really played anybody close, and they're averaging over fifty points per game. Uh, averaging 350 yards rushing per game. I I just think Buffalo is going to take this one. Yeah. uh, The only thing that gives me a slight pause on Buffalo, too, is uh, essentially somehow their schedule worked out where they played a lot of the low, real low-level bottom feeders of the MAC. Uh, They played NAU. They played Akron. They played Bowling Green. So, you know, uh, the numbers were there to be racked up when you play uh, real, real bottom feeders of the MAC. I think that uh, sort of top level of the MAC, Ball State, Buffalo, Western, Michigan, Toledo are really sort of solid teams. But uh, once you drop off that tier, I, I think it drops off a whole lot. So, you know, maybe Buffalo stat padded a little bit versus a pretty weak schedule. Uh, not to say if they had played those other teams, they wouldn't have been undefeated, especially with the way they've looked. But uh, I think this might game might be a little bit tighter than uh, – some people might think. But uh, we'll move on to the aforementioned Pac-12 championship game. Uh, Oregon is somehow in this game. Uh, I guess Washington mysteriously had COVID. I can't quite understand why Colorado isn't in this game if we're just picking the best teams. But uh, I think Fox probably had a lot to do with it, as in I'd like an Oregon-USC game so we get at least some ratings. Uh Oregon's been awful the last 
couple weeks. Uh, a lot of their players, you know, already opted out before the season. But uh, that being said, they've had a couple weeks to prepare for this game. I don't know if they knew they were getting in it or not. But uh, anyway, what do you make of this game? Uh, I don't know what to make of USC. They have some talent, but uh, I don't know if they've even been the best team in half their games they've played so far this year. Yeah, um, they've really played to the level of their competition. And, and Oregon, I mean, I just, it's like you said, I don't think they belong here. I think I think there's three or four teams that are probably better candidates than Oregon, not just by record, but just team team skill and performance level. Uh, but, um, yeah, it should be a good game. It'll it'll be a good good one for TV. Like you said, USC, Oregon, that's, that's why they did it. Um, but I just, I'm not really feeling good about this Oregon team. Uh, they haven't really impressed me much this year at all. So, um, and USC, uh, you know, they've still got that undefeated record to go for. So maybe they've got a little bit more to play for than Oregon. Uh, maybe get into a decent bowl game. Um, so um, we'll 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 see how that goes. Yeah, uh, I was tempted in my picks to do Oregon. Uh, I talked myself out of it just because. I think Oregon has some talent, uh, at least, that can match up with it. And uh, the other thing, uh, that Arizona-USC game, just uh, that looks worse and worse <laughs> as the season goes yeah, on. The, I mean, what was it, 70-7 to seven, Arizona yes. State over Arizona? Well, you go back, and Arizona literally was not close in any game except that one where they were leading with about a minute and a half left. So that just probably concerns me a little bit. Um and uh, then I was going along, and uh, Utah, I, I think if Utah-USC played again, I think I'd favor Utah in that game from what I saw last week. I mean, yeah. Utah, you know, sort of got screwed this whole season where their first three weeks got canceled, and then they're randomly opening versus USC. And so I just don't know really how to handicap this. Uh, I know Oregon has some uh, skill position guys. Uh, I don't know. Speaking of coaches that might be on the move, it might be hogwash. You know, Mario Cristobal uh, is at least talked about for that Auburn job and a handful of other jobs, but uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily leave Oregon uh, with the free Nike money to come and deal with those psychotic Auburn Auburn fans. But um, anyway, uh, hard game to really handicap for me just because Oregon was so bad uh, versus Oregon State and Cal that uh, I don't really have a feel for them. But uh, they also last played essentially three weeks ago. So no telling what's going to come out there. All right, we'll move on to our next uh, matchup. The Big Ten matchup, Northwestern, Ohio State. Really big spread here. Uh, I think the spread's a little too big for what it is. I am not a Northwestern lover, but uh, when they're getting points and uh, this defense is for real, uh, the offense is not for real. But uh, I think at least for a half, Northwestern can certainly uh, muck this game up and uh, make it a lot closer than uh, it looks. What What do you make of this game? Yeah, I, uh, I, I think this is probably one of the worst matchups in our championship games. And I just – I think Ohio State's definitely uh, going to pull this one out. I don't think the Big Ten's going to let them lose no matter what happens. Uh, but I, I could definitely see Northwestern keeping it keeping it tight uh, for at least a half. Uh, I still don't know how comfortable I am with that 20 points, though. 
Yeah, uh, especially if Ohio State feels like running it up at the end and uh, trying to, I guess, get style points or something. But uh, I don't know. I, I've always liked Northwestern as an underdog. Uh, now, when they're favorites, uh, I, I stay away with all uh, power. But uh, as an underdog, and uh, really, if you look at their defensive numbers and their personnel, uh, they have a handful of NFL guys on the defensive side of the ball and probably just as many as Ohio State does on the defensive side of the ball. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm not sure they have really any uh, other than maybe one or two guys who you randomly see in training camp and I make note of uh, randomly with Alex. And he's like, who? What? When? <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I just like Northwestern in this position. I don't know if it'll be an entertaining game to watch, but uh, I think they could at least uh, punch them in the mouth a little bit uh, for at least a half. All right, let's go on to the next game. Oklahoma, Iowa State. We talked about this one a little bit earlier today. Uh, you seem to think Oklahoma's going to ride it. I was a little more on the Iowa State. I, I'm not really sold either way, though. Uh, what is your take here? I just I, I think Oklahoma's the hot hand. I think they've got their offense clicking. Now, uh, Iowa State's defense scares me a little bit. Um, but I, I think Spencer Rattler's finally, finally – growing into the position a little bit and figuring things out offensively. And uh, I, I like them uh, covering the minus four and a half. Uh, I, I think they're going to win it. Um, I just, I, I think they're, they're on the right track. Yeah. My kickback here is Oklahoma. The last four games, they played Texas tech, Kansas, Oak state, and Baylor. Uh, three of the worst teams in the big 12 and Oklahoma state who essentially melted the last half of the season. So while that offense has been clicking, I'm not 100% sure it's going to be able to click versus someone like Iowa State, uh, who they played earlier in the year and did punch them in the mouth and was aggressive and uh, sort of gotten in Rattler's face and caused problems. And uh, Iowa State, the last uh, handful of games, uh, Baylor, Kansas State, Texas, West Virginia. So they've at least had uh, results the last uh, couple weeks versus uh, a little bit better competition, and maybe they're ready to go. Uh, but if that Oklahoma offense is uh, in full force, I, I think they can easily run away with it. But uh, it should be an interesting game because uh, Iowa State's offense is also sort of uh, incrementally got better uh, week to week for sure too, especially with that West Virginia game where they uh, put it on them 42-6. to six. And they're, they're playing this at Ohio, Iowa State too, correct? Uh, I think it's in uh, the – it's neutral in the Dallas Stadium. I don't know okay. what they call that, uh, Jerry's okay. World. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the official uh, sponsored title. <laughs> All right, what do we got next? We got the big one. Louisiana Lafayette, Coastal Carolina. <laughs> Showdown in the Sun Belt. I don't know if I'd classify that as the big one. <laughs> well, all I know is Louisiana Lafayette beat Iowa State and Coastal Carolina beat by BYU. So of this <laughs> crappy season that's unfolded, those are probably two of the biggest wins all year long. So, all right. Uh, this was an interesting first uh, affair. Uh, really tight game. I think we were on opposite sides. I 
think I was on the coastal bandwagon and you were on the Lafayette bandwagon early on. And then I, I think about mid season, uh, you switched onto the coastal bandwagon yeah. <laughs> and uh, I sort of uh, hopped off thinking they were going to screw up at some point. So it was a tight game, a three point game. Both teams racked up a lot of yards on uh, offense. Uh, Louisiana's Lafayette or ran all over them and coastal did what they do with that uh, weird diamond option. What do you see in this game? How do you see it unfolding uh, in the rematch here? Uh, I don't know. Coastal scared me a little bit last week, struggled with Troy. Uh, I had Coastal covering that, and I think they only ended up winning by four in that game. So that makes me a little bit nervous. But um, I also look at their common opponent in App, App State, and uh, Coastal really handled them, and uh, Lafayette struggled a little bit last week with them. So um, – I look I, again. I think it's a little bit of the the motivation factor here for Coastal, staying keeping that undefeated record. Uh, maybe they can claim a national title like UCF from a few years back. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can make a points uh, pick uh, money wise. But I, I think if I had to choose a team, I like Coastal here. Yeah, uh, I I I will be watching this game and be entertained by it. Uh, the one thing I think is a little weird here is um, it's going to Conway, South Carolina. It's in Coastal Carolina. It's not a neutral site game. But a little bit of that, I think, helps uh, UL Lafayette as they're a sort of a outdoor pound-and-grind team. And uh, Coastal Carolina, I think, would benefit from playing in, you know, like New Orleans in the Superdome or something with no weather and uh, a fast track like that, whereas – I think it'll benefit uh, UL Lafayette uh, to be outdoors where they can sort of uh, get in the elements and uh, control the ball with their uh, sort of power run game and their really good offensive line. So maybe uh, not quite as much of an advantage to be at home as uh, one might think, but uh, really interesting game here. And uh, honestly, if uh, UL Lafayette finches their loss, uh, I think they should probably be one of the big six uh non-Power 5 teams who uh, get into one of the big bowl games, uh, especially since they have their little win over Iowa State, but uh, everyone seems to want to forget their, like, 14-point win over them. (laughs) All right, we'll move on to not quite as big a game. I'm just kidding. Clemson-Notre Dame, probably the uh, biggest game of the week. Um Rematch, but not quite a rematch because Lawrence will be there. A handful of Clemson's defensive guys will be back. Uh, ten and a half point spread. Where are you going here, Clemson Notre Dame? Uh, I like the ten and a half for Notre Dame. Just uh, just watching Clemson's offense as of late. Now, I, I guess they've had a. I don't know. I just. I don't. I don't think they're going to be able to just go out and score, you know, 30 in the first quarter against this Notre Dame defense. And uh, uh, I think what worries me the most is Notre Dame moving the ball consistently on offense. Um, and, and if it gets into a scoring scoring match, they won't be able to keep up. But um, I think the, I think the outcome of this game is also predetermined. I, I, I think there's, I think there's no way that Notre Dame wins this game because the ACC is definitely going to want the two teams in the playoffs. And I think, if Notre Dame wins this game, Clemson will not get in. So uh, I see Clemson winning, but uh, I, I may I may end up taking Notre Dame in that ten and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm back and forth on it. Interesting. See, 
I'm a little bit, I think Brent Venables, uh, since he watched that Notre Dame uh, offense already once before, I think that puts Clemson at an advantage, especially with a handful of their defensive guys back. So uh, I'm really curious to see if Notre Dame can uh, sort of uh, get that type of offense going that they got in that first game because uh, it certainly didn't look like the uh, Notre Dame defense, which has been really good all year long, was able to stop Clemson with uh, the freshman quarterback in there. So with Lawrence back there and uh, really nothing to lose, you've, you've seen it the last couple of weeks where they even started rushing Lawrence a little more than they had earlier in the year. So I look for them to take advantage uh, with his legs a little bit as well. But uh, I just think uh, Clemson's on a roll here, and uh, I, I think they'll probably beat up on Notre Dame. But, uh, I mean, if... If uh, Notre Dame continues their little offensive streak they had versus uh, Clemson, it could be a back-and-forth matchup like the first one was. But uh, I think Frenables will be able to uh, control that game a little bit better than he was uh, the first game of the season. Okay, next up, we'll go with Alabama versus Florida. Uh, This game lost uh, pretty much all its luster last week. Um, But we'll handicap it anyway. I now foresee no way that Florida will be capable of winning this game. And uh, I think Bama gets off to a big start and then uh, maybe Florida chops on a couple points at the end. But uh, the way Alabama looks, uh, they're way ahead of everybody right now in college football. Yeah, I I think this is Alabama's championship to lose this year. Um, They're just leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. And uh, I, I definitely see this as a game they could get out three, four touchdown lead by halftime. And then, but, you know, I could, I, I mind those points and I, Florida's offense, I could see them getting some junk points late and maybe getting within that 17 and a half that it's at now. Who knows? That could rise up as high as 20 by the time we get to the game. Um, the way that line's been moving. But um, I just don't see any way Florida com- uh, competes in this game. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, we handicapped that one enough. Uh, we'll move on to a couple more interesting ones. Uh, we'll start out AAC, Tulsa, Cincinnati. I'm really interested in this one. Uh, I hadn't watched Tulsa play much. Uh, the last couple of days, I-, I watched a replay of a couple of their games. They're actually a pretty good team. Uh, weird sort of season, uh, as they seem to play in little two-week burst uh, since August. Uh, but... Uh, Managed to go 6-1, and one, and I really liked the way they played. Uh, interesting with Cincinnati, who now seems to have had uh, quite a, a long stretch off here. They haven't played since the 21st of November. I'm a little curious how that affects them. Uh, what do you make of this game? Yeah, I, I really like this Tulsa team. Uh, they had one really close loss to Oklahoma State at the beginning of the year. Otherwise, they've looked pretty solid in the games they've played. Um Really solid defense. I think they're going to have a good game plan ready for Cincinnati, and I think it's going to be a, a really good matchup. Yeah, uh, that's what I, I was really impressed with the way they uh, defend. Uh, really fast on the field, and uh, this could be a – I think everybody thinks uh, just for some reason these are two, like, scoring teams because maybe in, you know, the early 2000s they were both high-powered offenses, but uh, – these are two really grind sort of defensive teams, and uh, this should be a pretty big slugfest here. I'm really curious to see how these offenses come out, especially Cincinnati's, uh, having not played for 
I think it will be five weeks by Saturday. So uh, that's a little interesting. Uh, what do you think uh, Cincinnati's going to come out with such a long layoff here and uh, sort of being jerked around uh, the last couple of weeks where they're like, oh, we're going to play. No, we're not going to play. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure uh, how that's going to go for them. Um, I think they're going to have to come up with some new stuff offensively uh, to really attack this Tulsa defense. I think if they come out with their – the normal ground and pound with their dual threat quarterback, they may uh, they may just run into a wall against Tulsa. They may have to mix some things up and open up the field a little bit, uh, which they have talent on that team. They're capable of doing. It. I think they're the more talented team, uh, but I, I I really like this Tulsa and I really like the fourteen. Yeah, uh, I think we are both foreshadowing our picks there. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll hit the last championship game and uh, maybe the most underrated and unknown stealth undefeated team in college football, Boise State at undefeated San Jose State. And uh, you don't get to say that all too often, uh, as San Jose <laughs> State has pretty much been a doormat other than a, about a two-year stretch with my, Mike McIntyre. Um, interesting game. San Jose State was another team I hadn't watched that much, and I watched a couple game replays uh, versus them, and they're actually a pretty solid team with uh, a handful of decent players on there. Uh, I don't know if they can quite match up with uh, Boise State. That's a different animal altogether uh, player-wise, but uh, I think it might be a pretty entertaining game here. What What do you make of this one? Yeah, I, I honestly, I'm... I'm a little unfamiliar with San Jose State as well. Yeah, that's because um, they play at midnight every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I just, I think what was the spread on this, like five and a half? Yes. So, um, I don't know. This this isn't the Boise State that we've uh, known in years past, but uh, they've played pretty well. Uh, so, it should be a pretty good game. I, I, I need to go and watch some videos of San Jose State myself, honestly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think you'll be able to manage to uh, not do that. But uh, I watched them versus Hawaii, and I watched them uh, in that San Diego State game. Uh, and they they defend, and they play, uh, I wouldn't say great offense, but uh, solid enough offense. So uh, it, it should be an interesting game. But uh, player-wise, I think Boise State, you know, has the more talented players, uh, quite obviously. But uh, I think if San Jose State can keep it close uh, – it might uh, get Boise State a little jumpy uh, at the back end of the game, and uh, maybe they'll be able to handle it. Uh, uh, I don't know if uh, the Las Vegas neutral site uh, has a factor, really, since both teams are quite far away from Las Vegas. So should be an interesting game overall. Uh, but uh, San Jose's not quite as fake as you might think. Like, maybe they played a bad schedule, but they had wins over – they had wins at Hawaii – uh, at San Diego State and versus Nevada. So, uh, you know, it's not, you know, the best teams, but those are all solid football programs who put out good players. So uh, it's a really interesting team. It's kind of sad they didn't get a full season because I think they might have had a pretty cool year and finished, you know, 10-2, and 11-1 and one or something like that. But uh, should be an interesting game. Uh, maybe you can uh, – peek a little bit of the game it's it's at 4 15 so it's not necessarily at midnight on uh stadium <laughs> all right so that goes for our review of the college football championship week let's get into our picks for the week but uh first let's recap last week's picks uh 
you had a solid uh, week. I believe you went three and three overall. Uh, Wins versus Tennessee minus the, what was that, 14 and a half. Uh, Ball State minus the two and a half was a win. Uh, Georgia Southern plus the nine and a half was a win. You lost the UCLA game like I did. You lost the Virginia game like I did. And uh, that puts you at 40, 38, and one overall. Uh, I was one and three, and I pretty much knew it because uh, I just had a week of I didn't like anything. So uh, one and three for me. Win was the TCU game, the lone uh, large spread I think I've taken all year long. And uh, losses, Arizona, UCLA, and Virginia. So tough week, but uh, we'll see what we have uh, this week, championship week. Our last week, uh, I'm going to try to make a push to go undefeated this week and uh, move me to my 60% mark, but uh, I don't have a lot of faith. All right. How many picks you got this week? Uh, let's say I'm back and I've been really back and forth on a few of them. Uh, I'm going to go with. Gosh. I'm going to go with seven. Seven. Oh, my. A large championship slate for Dynamite David. I'm going with four. <laughs> I, I, I will confess I've got one game that's not a championship matchup. So oh, well. See if they even get played or not. Should I put odds on if that game gets played or not? <laughs> I have four, but I have two I'm thinking about, uh, but I don't know if I'll pull the trigger on them. All right, since you have seven, let's start you off with your first pick of the week. I'll start with my uh, non-championship game. I like uh, Missouri minus two oh, versus God. I can't believe <laughs> I've turned you into a degenerate gambler. You're betting on some <laughs> random Missouri game that has no meaning or matter. <laughs> All right, Missouri. What was the spread in that two. one? Minus the Minus two. two. You didn't uh, fall off of them after I told you it was a good idea to take them for money line last week, <laughs> which it turned out not to be. <laughs> All right, Missouri minus the two. A random game of no point or meaning, but uh, should be entertaining nonetheless. Are you I'm, betting on exhibition in NBA? <laughs> no, gosh. <laughs> I didn't know uh, how I'm, far down the rabbit hole you took it. <laughs> um, all right, well, I'll go ahead and give you another since I've got more. Um, we'll, uh, we'll go back to this Tulsa-Cincinnati game. I really like the 14 points Tulsa's getting here. Uh, I think they may even could potentially win this game, but uh, I'll, I'll take the 14 for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm with you in agreement there. That's one of my four, Tulsa plus the 14. I, I think this will be a dragged-out defensive game, and uh, even if they can't win it, I, I don't think these teams are offensively capable of really separating themselves by two touchdowns. Unless, of course, somebody weirdly turns it over and there's a score. All right, what do you got next? Uh, next up, I'm going to take USC minus the three versus Oregon. I just... Um... I've picked against USC too much this year. I'm going to take them this week. And I, th I think against a 
pretty bad Oregon team, they should be able to cover the three. Yeah. Well, this was one of the ones that uh, I had written down as uh, maybe, but I had the Oregon side. So uh, maybe uh, since you're taking USC this week, they finally will uh, fall into their desperate hole of not coming back. So maybe that bucks me up to take the confidence of Oregon. I, I don't think it really will, but uh, uh, I... I I don't know. I just feel like the Pac-12 will shoot itself in the foot any way it can. So uh, handpicking Oregon to come in there and lose to USC and then Oregon ends up winning the game. Feels like it's uh, part of the course for the uh, Pac-12 and the Larry Scott running that conference right now. But uh, all right, I'll give my next pick. I'm going with Northwestern plus the 20 points here. So uh, we think that they uh, will make this game a little dirty for at least uh, a half or three quarters, and then uh, maybe I can get in Ohio State and uh, get a nice little middle here, uh, what we're looking at. <laughs> but uh, Northwestern plus a 20 for me. All right, what do you got next? Uh, give me the minus three and a half for Coastal Carolina. I think they're going to pull out the rematch as well and uh, remain undefeated. Oh, how times have changed because guess what I have? <laughs> I have Lafayette. Plus the four. And uh, more than any uh, handicapping thing, this is just sort of a math thing. Uh, Seven weeks ago, Lafayette was seven-point favorites in this game. So uh, now they're four-point underdogs. It was a three-point game. So uh, really, I'm just playing the math and the uh, value of the number here uh, because they thought they were seven-point favorites uh, just a handful of weeks ago. But uh, interesting uh, switcheroo we have now. You're a Coastal Carolina lover, and uh, I'm now on the Raging Cajuns bandwagon. I'm going to have to get you one of those Chanticleer jerseys to uh, wear around. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what do you got next? Uh, Next up, I'm going to take my team out of the MAC, uh, Buffalo minus the 13-and-a-half. I think they're going to run away with this one uh, big and early and uh, easily win this. Your last matchin' of the year and riding the Buffalo Bulls uh, to the championship. Uh, I think uh, that's pretty fitting. Uh, My last uh, pick will be the Clemson Tigers, minus the 10.5. I really dislike that hook there. It's probably going to uh, pretty much cost me. I've already... uh, Come to terms with uh, 34-24 as I lose on that little uh, half-point hook. But uh, I think there's a chance Clemson runs away with this and uh, Notre Dame embarrasses itself in another championship game. All right, what do you got next? Yeah, my that's um, leading into my last pick. I've got Notre Dame plus the 10.5. So we're going head-to-head in a couple of them this week. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's going to be right around that margin. Uh, I, I like Notre Dame's defense to keep it close. And uh, um, I don't think they'll win it, but I think they keep it right around 10 points and uh, maybe get that that point spread. Yeah, that should be a fun one. Uh, should be a good weekend of college football. Uh, hopefully we can get our uh, bowl pick uh in. Uh, we'll see how that goes uh, in the next week or so and uh, how the bowls work out. Uh be sure to follow us on the greenlightnetwork.org, plus all our shows, uh, Football Time, Know-It-All, and the Drive-In Dish as the uh, football season close. Our man Dynamite David will switch over to more of a college basketball role. Uh, be prepared for that. He's already sort of dipping his toe in and uh, giving us uh, a handful of picks uh, the last couple days. So uh, be sure to look out for that. And where can we find you, uh, David? 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GLN Dynamite underscore D. All right. Uh, and I'm GLN Champ 5 on Twitter and Instagram. That's our show, and we're out.